Hi everyone, welcome back. I'm April. And I'm Kat. And And you're you're listening to the Getaway Car Podcast. Diving into a story that is horrifyingly morbid and terribly sad. Today we are talking about the murder of Sarah Elizabeth Hudson, a daughter, a friend, a cousin, a niece, and a beautiful soul who was taken way too soon. First and foremost, before we start telling you this terribly sad story, we want to say that aggravated assault is by far the most common type of violent crime reported in the U.S. It is also the most commonly reported violent offense in Dallas, Texas, where our story takes place. Let's be real, guys. When someone is murdered, they are almost always loved by someone. And that is what is so sad about it. That their murder is what is in the limelight, and once it's talked about enough, the only The only people that are left behind with broken hearts are the people that loved that person. With that being said, this is for every case, regardless of murdered or missing person. Um, Unfortunately, what everyone focuses on isn't the life that they lived, but what happened when their life was taken. So, when a person is murdered, it is all too common for their life to be foreshadowed, by the terrible things that happened to them and by the terrible person who did it. Um, And to just kind of go along with that, it's really sad because oftentimes when you look up a person's name who has been murdered, it's not, you know, the story of their life that you find. It's the story of their murder or the story of them going missing, like Kat was saying. Now, to set the premise, we first want to talk about who Sarah was and about Sarah's life before it was taken out from underneath her on her 22nd birthday. (laughs) This story is so terribly sad, but the fact that it happened on her 22nd birthday makes it that much more sad. Continuing on, Sarah was a charismatic, genuine, loving, and kind woman. She was born in the same city she died in, Dallas, Texas, on August 19, 1997. She spent her elementary years in Bakersfield, California, graduated high school at Cushing Academy, a private boarding school in Massachusetts, and later for college, she attended the University of Arkansas, where she studied and graduated with a degree in business marketing. Following college, Sarah went to work for Schneider Transportation in Dallas as a logistics account executive, where she was recognized as an outstanding employee. So Sarah has kind of been all over the map. She went from Dallas to Bakersfield to Arkansas and Massachusetts. Have you ever been to any of those places, April? Um, I've been to the airport in some of those places, and then I've been to Bakersfield, like, traveling through, because I'm from Vegas, so we go to California all the time. Yeah, I think... I've never, yeah, never. I've also been to the airport in some of these places, but yeah, I've been to Bakersfield. I have some family in California that lives in Fresno, and you have to go through Bakersfield to get there. Sarah was a friend to all. 
She is remembered by her love for fishing and her passion for being outdoors. Sarah's passion for fishing began at a very young age when her father put a fly rod in her hand as soon as she could walk. She also lived with her aunt Eugenia and uncle Frank Paul who exposed her to fishing in a variety of different waters. She was even an officer in the University of Arkansas's Fly Fishing Club while attending the University of Arkansas. Have you ever been fly fishing, April? I haven't been fly fishing, but I've been deep sea fishing and just like regular fishing, whatever that's called. <laughs> and just, just fishing. I, I don't know. Is there a technical term? Please, someone like, needs to let us know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. But fly or. Er, fly fishing what am I saying but deep sea fishing is honestly so much fun I absolutely love it um yeah I've only ever been fishing it was this one time in Brazil and it's like this thing you pay to and they have like a man-made pond that they put fish in (laughs) like it wasn't even like actual fishing like the whole point of this is you go and it's like an event like you go and you just like drink (laughs) and you eat and then you catch fish and you release or you can take them home like you really just pay to keep them okay but that's my extent of fishing i'm dead is that this like man-made pond where we were all like drinking and eating man-made pond no i lived in alaska for a couple summers and drove tour buses and so both the summers that i lived there we would go deep sea fishing on a boat and uh, we would cut one summer we caught I think just salmon and then the next we caught halibut and salmon and uh, I just absolutely I'm such a fish girl what am I saying I you're love such a fish, fish girl <laughs> like you've heard of horse girls yet yeah, April is a fish girl yeah I'm such a fish girl <laughs> but anyways yeah I just love fish and so and then on her 22nd birthday August 19th 2019, Sarah's life came to a screeching halt. So, on the evening of her birthday, Sarah left her job at Schneider Transportation and was heading to the Texas truck yard, which, described on Google, is a divish bar garden with a huge backyard, live music, food trucks, and booze where everyone's invited, especially your dog. So, it actually sounds like a really fun time sounds like a great place to no, go and we looked at pictures on google and it actually looks like just such a fun place like it really does have just a bunch of food trucks which i absolutely love food trucks i think sometimes food trucks have the best food ever yeah. and it's like more authentic sometimes too but just a bunch of food trucks and then like a bunch of seating outside like in the summer this would be the most ideal place to yeah, go and, and it, have it pretty much time. just has something for everyone like mm-hmm. because of all the food trucks yeah anyone could have a good time because you'll yeah. find something that you like to eat or you want to drink which I love because sometimes you go out to eat and you're with like pickier people and so you go to like the place that you would never go to because <laughs> they're picky and you're yeah or just one of those like yeah I'll go wherever it kind of reminds me of like Hall Pass um in City Creek but uh but outside or like outdoors Hall Pass is like um Kat I need to take you there if you've never, yeah, been. never been but it's like 
basically exactly what we're explaining except it's not food trucks it's just a bunch of different restaurants in this like one big hall and then you can like walk around there's sushi there's like skinny fats there's literally a pancake place okay like there's just so many different places so regardless of what you're craving it just works for everybody it's such a fun place to go with like Uh a bigger party because it works for anybody so I I imagine that's probably what this place is kind of like Oh, it kind of, have you seen that place? I think it's also in Texas where it's like chicken and pickleball. Wait, I think I know what you're talking about. I saw it. That's kind of how I envision this place, but with more food options. Yes. But like, it just looks so fun there. There's like pickleball courts and you just eat and play pickleball. Yes. Yeah. And I would absolutely love that. I love pickleball. Okay. Speaking of dogs, though, Sarah absolutely adored her dog. Now, he wasn't with her that night because she came straight from work, but he would oftentimes go with her anywhere that she would go. Did you guys know that every time you leave your dog, they have no idea that you're coming back? Kind of just makes me sad to think that every time I <laughs> it leave is my true, dog, though. I'm like, he's like, it where is are true. you going? Are you they coming back? They actually, like, go through a heartbreak. Because they have no idea if you'll ever come back or not. I mean, if you think about it, it makes sense. Yeah, they don't know. Or, like, Binks, he'll see me heading for the door, and he'll, like, nuzzle his way in so I can open it. He's like, where are you going? Yeah. And he probably just thinks I'm never coming back every time. Yeah. Because, I mean, you don't come back for different time frames, too. Yeah. You know, like, one day you're gone for five hours, the next day you're gone for ten hours. Yeah. I know, and can you imagine, like, this, like... She actually never came back. She never came back. I'm going to start crying because her dog is probably so sad. Oh, that's just so sad. Also, I'm never leaving my animals ever again. You can't explain to your dog or to, like, somebody's dog, like, hey, your owner's never coming back. They just, like... They're just, like, they didn't... They probably... He probably is, like, she She abandoned abandoned me me. and she doesn't love me anymore. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. So Hold sad. on, let me just have a little mental breakdown over the fact that her dog is probably still this, to this day waiting for her to come home. So sad. Anyways, the Texas truck yard was where Sarah was meeting her friends and new co-workers for drinks to celebrate her 22nd birthday. And we looked up the Texas truck yard and it looks like the most lively and fun place to spend your birthday. It has trucks standing up on their trunks, a bunch of food trucks, lots of outdoor seating, and also a lot of fun spots to take pictures with friends. Like the most ideal place to have a birthday party. So on her way to her birthday event at the Texas truck yard, Sarah proceeded to park her SUV, which was a Chevy Tahoe, in a parking lot near a Dallas street filled with bars and restaurants because she was going to change. She didn't have time to go home. She was leaving work. As she was walking through this parking lot, a large man grabbed her from behind at gunpoint. This man's name is Glenn Richter. Camera footage showed proof that Glenn Richter forced Hudson back into the driver's seat of her vehicle, again at gunpoint, and sat in the seat behind her. Richter then made Hudson drive to an ATM machine and take out $700 from her bank account, which is also shown on camera footage. 
So based on autopsy results, Richter then proceeded to sexually assault her. Mind you, at the time, this man was nearly 350 to 400 pounds. He shot her twice, once being in the back of the head, leaving her to die as he set the vehicle on fire and let it go up in flames. A couple of hours following, Hudson's burning vehicle was found with her body in the back, parked just around the corner from where she had been taken. Officials found the burning SUV around 7.25 p.m. that same day in the 5600 block of Alta Avenue, which is near where Sarah was abducted. Investigators say that Richter's fingerprints were found on Hudson's SUV. They also found two guns, ammunition, lighter fluid, and a lighter in Richter's vehicle during further investigation. Also... If he wasn't disgusting enough, <laughs> he was wearing Crocs and they had Hudson's blood on them, according to authorities. I personally hate Crocs. I, I think they're the ugliest them. shoes. They're comfortable, don't get me wrong, but they are literally the ugliest shoes known to man. And, I mean, I did love Crocs when I was younger. Like, when I was little, I had this, like, Yeah, when hot we were, pink, like, ten. Yeah, I had this hot pink yeah, pair of Crocs. Same. But and like the little like little button things you could put in. Oh them. yeah, I had like Hello Kitty ones. Yeah, same. I had like Disney ones. Yeah. And I did absolutely love them, but they're like rubber. I don't even know what material they're made out of, but I don't know either. I think I, it's rubber. Like I remember my mom threw mine away because I wouldn't wear anything else and they would smell terrible because I was 10 years old sweating into these rubber yeah. shoes. Yeah, yeah, he's a 400-pound man. (laughs) That's just... I I just hate Crocs now. I just think they're ugly. And especially after this story. Yeah, so don't wear Crocs. So much different... um, Or this story obviously is much different from the last story that we told. One being that... You know, the last story that we talked about with Anne-Marie Faye, her body was never found, neither was the murder weapon. Um, Quite different because there was a body, there was proof all over the vehicle, and there was a murder weapon. I I think the main difference is that this case was kind of just like open and shut pretty quickly yeah there were no other suspects yeah there was a lot of like hard-hitting evidence to connect glenn richter yeah to sarah and with that like in our previous case there was a lot of circumstantial evidence but they did ultimately end up convicting thomas capano while a gunshot wound to hudson's head was ruled the official cause of her death Smoke inhalation contributed to her death as well, according to the medical examiner's report. Which, again, that makes it so sad to know that she was in the burning vehicle, still alive, with a gunshot wound to her head. So she's probably in so much pain, she can't do anything, and she's inhaling smoke. Yeah. I know it makes you wonder, like, was she unconscious because of the gunshot wound or was she conscious? Like, I just hope that you always hope with experiences like this that they went in no pain like that. Yeah, like, they weren't conscious. Like, that's like not a good 
I, that's not like the best words to describe it, but honestly, yeah. I hope that she wasn't like suffering, suffering yeah. in the last moments of her life. To continue on with our case, a 51 year old man, Glenn Richter, was sentenced to life in prison for murdering the 22 year old Sarah Hudson, who was celebrating her birthday in Dallas. You guys, when Glenn Richter was arrested in his home, um, he was quite literally naked. I mean, he had a bathrobe on with nothing beneath. He literally but, a like, imagine a 350 to 400 pound man who was pretty much completely naked. They actually have footage, like camera footage of him, in which we will end up posting on our Instagram. Um, but where his robe is pretty much open and, or I can't remember if it was a robe or a towel. It was like, I think it's a robe. It looks like he's wearing it, but, but like, there was honestly, there was no point in wearing the robe. Like the video had to blur out his, you know what? Like, Like, no, it's literally blurred. He's just like walking. It's disgusting. With the policeman and his robe is like wide open. Yes. And he just does not have a care in the world. And I'm like, like, screw it. I'm not going to get dressed. I don't even think he had shoes on. I don't know. He probably had his disgusting Crocs on. Yeah. Let's be honest. And his, uh, uh, no, but yeah, he had a bathrobe that was just open and. Disgusting. Yeah, disgusting. Those poor police officers, honestly. Yeah, they're just trying to do their job and this man's like exposing himself. Yeah, gross. And to add to that. Glenn Richter was also a Lyft driver at this time in his life, and Kat and I just... I'm never getting into a Lyft ever yeah, again. I'm like, I don't know if I'll ever ride in a Lyft or an Uber, especially not by myself. No, I am terrified to get into an Uber or a Lyft by myself. Oh, so am I. If I so ever scary. have to, I am... On the phone with, like, whoever will answer. Like, yeah. if... <laughs> the entire time. The entire time. And I... There is this, like, other story that maybe we'll, like, cover in a later episode. But essentially this lady, like, they caught her, like, abductor because she escaped. But before she escaped, she put, like, pieces of her hair in the back seat, and she, like, touched the windows and made sure, like, her fingerprints were, like, sticking to all this stuff, and... That's crazy. Now, like, any time I get into an... Even if I'm not by myself, I literally do that. I'm, like, touching the windows so that my fingerprints are all over it. That's so smart. Like, ripping your hair out. pull out little strands of hair. That's so smart, honestly. Yeah, so we just kind of wanted to bring light to that because... Honestly, you just never know when you're in the same room or same car or same anything as somebody who... Yeah. You just never know. And also, on that note, make sure you're getting into the right Uber. Yeah. Because if you're not checking, you could be getting into a completely random car and you could be taken to the wrong destination because you just didn't check. As well as, like... Someone could show up, like, there's so many common cars. Like, if you just get into the wrong black Nissan. Yeah, and don't get into a vehicle with somebody that just, like, offers a ride for you. Like, in the movie Taken, I mean, those girls literally just get into, like, some random guy's 
um, taxi with him, right? Yeah, like, like they're that. in France. Yeah, I'm and like, especially not in a different country, you guys, because it's a whole hell of a lot harder to find a missing person in a different country than it is yeah, in the country your that you are. Freaking dad is the dad and taken. Yeah. Which I I mean Which I my feel dad, like my dad sort would of totally is. be the dad from taken. <laughs> Let's like, be real. Shout out to our dads. My dad yeah. would full on have his own investigation and find me. Oh yeah. But not everyone has a taken dad. No. So just be careful. So, to continue on, the family of Sarah Hudson was in the courtroom as Glenn Richter pled guilty to her murder. He was originally charged with capital murder. Hudson's family said they chose to accept the plea because it meant Richter would spend the rest of his life in prison versus the death sentence for capital murder. He is required to serve 30 years behind bars before he is eligible for parole, according to the Dallas County District Attorney's Office. A statement from Sarah's family states, Our family is happy to have the secular legal chapter behind us so that we can now pursue life with the joy and passion our Sarah exemplified. We would like to thank the Dallas Police Department, but especially Detective Frank Sarah and those in the homicide unit, as well as all of those in the Dallas County District Attorney's Office for obtaining the justice that Sarah so rightfully deserved. At Schneider, the company that Sarah worked at prior to her passing, uh, they renamed their Light Award to the Sarah Hudson Light Award with the inscription, Nothing Can Dim the Light That Shines From Within. The award is presented by employees to their peers to celebrate the individual's personal success. The break room where she worked is now Sarah Hudson Hall and features a plaque in her memory. Her desk in the office in which she worked with her possessions has remained untouched as a reminder that life is precious and short. And when I read that, I just, like, that just touched my heart so much. I just love that they've, like, kept her memory alive. Yeah, I think, obviously, like, the award and, like, the break room and all of those things are really, like, great things to do to, like, honor her life. But my favorite part of all of that of all of that is that they just left her desk untouched. Yeah, so it probably just, just has like a picture ever. of her dog and like her family and like of yeah. her fishing. And I just think that that's like so, so precious. like so precious mm-hmm. and sweet. And obviously she was very valued at this company. Yeah. And I mean, I just think like as an employee there, I mean, whether you were around when Sarah worked there or you're new or whatever, like, it just makes it so that every time you walk into work and you walk past her desk, you always think about her and just her memory and her life isn't overshadowed by what happened to her. Yeah, which I think is really great because, like we said early on in the podcast, most of the time when you hear about these cases or you research them, the victim's life is almost always overshadowed by whoever was, like, their abductor or whoever murdered them and, like, the trial. Yeah. Sarah will forever be held in the hearts of all of those who knew her as an exceptionally wise and sweet soul. She was the pride and joy of her family and friends who admired the grace with which she balanced working hard and having fun. 
Sarah loved to share her joy of life with others and was most at peace when fishing. She always made time to help a friend in need by offering safe advice, getting them outside for a walk or out on the water to cast a line. And that's the end of this episode, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of our True Crime Podcast. We will be back next week with another chilling true crime story for you. Make sure you are following us on Instagram at Getaway Car Podcast, where we will be posting pictures and updates on all of the cases we cover. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next week. Bye.